Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. So I was driving down the, the highway the other day here in Houston, Texas, and every time I go to my, I go on a certain stretch of the highway, there's a billboard, and the billboard states the current lottery standings. So right now, the Powerball is at $270 million, and the Mega Millions is at $301 million, and those are the two big lotteries that's pushing on the, on the side of the highway advertisement. But that got me thinking, how does the lottery work? Who's really making money when we pay for lottery tickets? So today we're discussing how lotteries work and uh, where that money goes. So we all remember back in July, a few months ago, the Mega Millions was at $1.3 billion. And back in, I think it was January of 2017, the Powerball was at $1.5 billion. So huge amounts of money every couple of years go into these massive multi-state lotteries. But what's actually the chance of winning this? And it's extremely small. The chance of winning a Powerball jackpot is 1 in 292.2 million. And for Mega Millions, it's 1 in 302.5 million. That is insanely small. You have a greater chance of getting struck by lightning or getting stung by a bee and dying or getting in a massive storm and dying from that. All of these things that seem like, you know, it never happened. You have more of a chance of having these things happen to you, much more likely of a chance than, than winning the jackpot of the Powerball or the Mega Millions or other lotteries. These lotteries are directly designed to make it extremely hard for people to win because the point is not for people to win. It's for the owners of these organizations to make money. So it's actually interesting. I calculated it right here on my calculator. You are 5,615 times more likely to die by a hornet sting than to win the lottery. 5,615 times. And who's ever heard of somebody dying by a hornet's thing? It doesn't happen very often. So that is how rare the, you know, winning something like the Powerball is. However, Americans still seem to be spending a lot of money on lotteries, even though there's a very, very low chance of winning. So it, a study that came out in, in 2020 said that the average American spends about $223 on lottery a year. And it's also said that about half of Americans participate in the lottery. That's a lot of money if you spread that over you know, half of Americans, that's going to be 160, 70 million people. That's a lot of people participating in the lottery. That's a lot of money being spent. And the interesting part about who's spending the money is lottery tickets are primarily bought by lower income communities, often minority communities. And the way the lotteries are advertised are so that the, these minority communities and these, these lower income communities will want to buy. For example, in, in 2011, the Mega Millions had an advertisement that said, save for retirement, buy a Mega Millions ticket. So they're making the, you know, often lower income people think that this is a one step ticket where they're going to win and they're going to be able to live easily for the rest of their life. They're going to have an amazing retirement because they're going to win. It's giving them that, that piece of freedom, that dream. When buying lottery tickets for five, 10, 15, 20, $100, you are buying a piece of that dream that dream of being financially stable, 
that dream of having, you know, a lot um, the amount of money you can do really do anything you want in life. So, so lottery tickets are not only you know the chance of winning money, but they're the chance of winning a different life, and people are buying that. That and that is that is very valuable to people. And it's so valuable that almost ninety billion dollars was spent on lottery tickets last year throughout the U.S. And so, who actually runs this? Who you know who creates these lotteries? And it's actually set up in the state laws of all 50 states, including the District of Columbia, they actually have uh, statutes in those laws that prohibit lotteries from being run by anyone other than the state. So every lottery is run by the state. They have uh, complete control over these lotteries. Uh, These lotteries are being controlled by the state. The money is going towards state funds. And because of this, they have cornered this market. There are no private companies. It's only the states who are running each of these lotteries. It's actually really interesting that the states would cut out the private sector from participating at all. Every state enacted similar laws because the federal government gave the states the ability to regulate lotteries. The states all regulated it to the point where they were the only ones who could administer lotteries. Um, But the interesting part is 34 states came together to create the Multi-State Lottery Association. And this is the organization that runs both the Powerball and the Mega Millions lotteries. And these are the, the really the two major ginormous lotteries we have in the country. So the states realized on their own that, you know, for example, Mississippi realized that it's on its own. It could not get a lottery total, you know, a to- estimated total grand total win of that much money. So they combined with 33 other states so they could bring that number up to, to you know, to what we see today, which is 300 million, 400 million. In 2016, the Powerball even went up to 1.5 billion. So they were only able to do that because a bunch of states came together to, to do combined lotteries. Right. And, and that's also what causes these huge crazes around lotteries is because it's multi-state lotteries. So people around the country are all pouring their money into this. And so the lottery jackpots soar up into the millions and even billions of dollars. But where does this money actually go? And so the money that's collected from the tickets, 60% of that money goes to the winners. And this money, it's usually around 60%. It's actually only 50% for multi-state lotteries like Powerball Mega Millions. And this money goes to the winners. It can either be in a large lump sum, which is going to be almost all the money, but not. Uh, it doesn't have to be all of it at once. Or it can be all of the money paid out over a few decades through investments and annual payments. But that's only 60%. Another 5% usually goes towards ticket vendors. These are things like grocery stores, gas stations, all the different things that sell the tickets. And then the rest of that money, the other 45% or the other 35% goes towards the organizations that run these lotteries. And these are things like the multi-state lottery associations and the individual states that run the lotteries. So the interesting part is the states, they made these laws so they would be able to collect this this extra profit that that is not being spent on the big lottery prize and the profit that's not being spent on advertising and administration. So the multi-state lottery association divvies the lottery profits up based on how many tickets are bought in each state. So it's not equal per state. It's, it's really about how much each state contributes to the, to the overall grand prize. They divvy the profits up and they hand them to the states. And each state does something differently with the, the lottery profits, but usually the states use them to supplement issues with their budget. So in the past, many states have had issues with, with, with school budgets. So they've used the lottery winnings and lottery profits. They've, they've brought those into the school systems and they've funded a lot of schools, especially Title I schools, with lottery profits. 
many people argue that it, the lottery system is actually really beneficial because of all this work it's doing in the education system to fund lower income schools. However, at the same time, many studies have found that states that use these funds for schools or other programs to help out the community or then cutting back on their funding of these same organizations, that the funding they use from taxes or other funds. And so while they're getting new money in from the lotteries, they're taking out practically the same amount of money from taxes. And so there really isn't actually that much of a gain in a lot of situations by these services that the lotteries are funding because of these additions and then subtractions that the states are pulling. But the real question is, are the benefits of providing funding to to certain state programs which help the populace, are these benefits outweighing the cost? And at the end of the day, lotteries promote gambling addiction and they promote the often the waste of money for lower income communities. If you're if you may buy a lottery ticket, basically you can say you're not going to win the lottery. You are giving away your money to the system. And for lower income communities, this can be very detrimental if you're spending $293 a year, like the, like the national average was. So it, is, it would be better, people say, if this money was donated directly. It would also be better if it was kept, you know, these people kept the money and they invested it or they put it to other uses. So often the lottery can be, can be very detrimental, even if in the end its profits are divvied up and, and given to a good cause. It's better that you put that $293 directly into donation or use it for something else. But the lotteries, they play on the, the emotions and the senses of the average American. When you see on the news or on the highway when you're driving by that the Mega Millions is up to a billion dollars, you think, well, why can't I be that one guy, that one random guy who wins? You know, why does it have to be someone else? Why, why can't it be me? It has to be someone. So why can't it be me? And when you get into that mindset, you start buying tickets and you start buying more and you fall into the addiction of gambling. You spend hundreds of dollars a year on money that's going to go nowhere instead of using that money to buy other things that are more productive or investing that money. To conclude, we're going to conclude like we've, we've done with many episodes in the past. We're going to talk about what we would be making if you had invested the money. If you were to spend $5 a week on lottery tickets, that would add up to about $260 per year over 52 weeks. Over 20 years, those lottery tickets would add up to $5,200. If you had put this $260 a year instead into the market, into a broad market index like the S&P 500, assuming that it would make 7% a year in the long term, this would leave you with $11,000 after 20 years. After 20 years, buying lottery tickets, you would lose $5,200. Investing, you would gain $11,000. And that's why instead we encourage you to invest your money. And the problem really lies in education. You know, the people who know to invest their money are those in wealthier communities that are educated, that have learned from their parents and from other people that the way to make more money and to make generational wealth is to invest. Well, those who continuously face the system of poverty are those who don't know this and don't invest their money in the right places and spend their money on lotteries or other wasteful things like that. This is going to conclude this week's episode of The Young Perspective. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. You can find more of us at theyoungperspective.net. And we also have an email, perspective at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.